Repent and believe in the gospel. Thus says the Lord in today's gospel. And our readings on this Sunday underline this need for repentance, ongoing conversion. And the need for ongoing conversion is simply an acknowledgement that we all need to continue to grow in our life of faith and our life of God. Because living things that stop growing are no longer alive. And I want to frame this need for ongoing conversion and the criteria for when we are, when we are eligible for receiving Holy Communion at Mass. We all know that this past Wednesday there was the presidential inauguration, and perhaps you also heard that, as is the custom, there is the holy sacrifice of the Mass offered before the presidential inauguration for those Catholic politicians and families who want to participate. And I was at a men's group, a Catholic men's group, this week, and one Catholic gentleman, a faithful, he came to me and he was none too pleased because he said, I'm sorry, President Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and all those who stand for abortion, they should not have been at mass. And I clarified and I said, no, no, wait, wait a second. No, I'm really glad that they were at mass because I would want everyone to come to mass. You know, non-Catholics and even non-believers are all welcome to come to mass. But there's a big distinction in anyone can come to Mass, but not everyone is eligible to receive Holy Communion. And we know this, right? We know that non-Catholics, because they do not profess the faith of Jesus Christ and what the Church stands for, they are not eligible to receive Holy Communion. And Catholic children pre-communion age, they are not yet eligible to receive Holy Communion because they are not yet fully aware of what the church stands for. And so too, those Catholics who are not in the state of grace have de facto disqualified themselves for the time being. They can always repent go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and then once again be restored in good standing. But if we are not in the state of grace, we are not eligible to receive Holy Communion. And so I made that distinction. Now, I don't know whether President Joe Biden actually presented himself to Holy Communion. I do know that several months ago, there was a huge stir in the news, obviously before he became president. He was in a state one of the south, southeastern states, and it made huge headlines because it said former uh, Vice President Joe Biden is denied Holy Communion at Mass. First of all, that is just a gross distortion of facts because whenever you frame it in that way that a priest denied someone Holy Communion, also we need to make big distinctions, right? The only time a priest is even in a position to deny some, someone Holy Communion is if they are a public sinner, if they take a public stance, because how am I supposed to know among the faithful unless, let's say, I know someone who is an abortionist or I know someone who is a Catholic politician who is vehemently and persistently and obstinately defending the stance for a woman's choice and to slaughter the innocents. In other cases, there's just no way for the priest to know. So pretty much it's limited to those public figures who are 
causing great scandal in this way. In any case, I would say that it's unfair that President Joe Biden even presented himself for Holy Communion because he's putting the priest minister and the bishop of that diocese in a very difficult position. It is unfair. It is a serious injustice for someone who is in mortal sin, who is a public figure and in mortal sin, to present themselves to Holy Communion. Again, they are welcome to come to Mass and they could cross their arms and not receive Holy Communion or remain in the pews. But for him to do that, it puts the priest in such a difficult position. And now he just looks bad. But not only that, but why was he... And also, we need to avoid this language of a priest denying Holy Communion because it makes it sound as if he's entitled to something and that he was deprived of something that he's actually entitled to when it's not actually the case. When de facto, because of his stance, because of his free volition, he has taken a stance that has disqualified himself and he is no longer eligible to receive Holy Communion. So no one denies Holy Communion to anyone except the individual. It's like hell. God doesn't send anyone to hell. Only the soul by their actions sends themselves to hell. And we pray that that's not the case for anyone, but it's really up to us. And someone might say, well, Father, why are you being so, are you anti-President Joe Biden? Not in the least. Why would I have anything against President Joe Biden? I love and pray for and I fast for President Joe Biden's conversion just the way that I love and pray and fast for everyone's ongoing conversion. Everyone is in need of ongoing conversion. And I certainly am not singling him out. And I would love for the day that he would repent and that he would no longer create this huge confusion among the Catholic masses that it's okay to actually stand for abortion and still try to receive Holy Communion. I would be so grateful for the day that he would be able to be restored. And it would be really simple. What would make someone like President Joe Biden or anyone who takes such a stance on murder and who is such a public figure. What's really simple, all he needs to do is publicly recant and make reparation and say, I no longer support abortion, right? Because that's an intrinsic evil. No Catholic can support abortion and remain in good standing. It is a mortal sin. That's just how it is. And Father James Martin a Jesuit priest, he is causing so much confusion because he says, oh, we can't judge Catholic politicians. You know, we don't know the state of their soul. Father James Martin, with all due respect, this is just fallacious reasoning. You don't know the basics of Catholic catechism. We know that there are intrinsic evils by which, de facto, it does not matter what the circumstances or the intention of that soul is. De facto, there are certain objective actions that are always evil, regardless of the intention and circumstances. Just like torture, right? Torture can never be justified. Also, murder, it can never be justified. And so I long for the day, I I pray, it would be really simple. President Joe Biden and those who take his stance as public figures would simply need to recant publicly their position. They would need to go to the sacrament of reconciliation, and then they would be more than eligible, more than free to continue to come to receive Holy Communion. We have nothing against 
President Joe Biden. And someone might say, well, why am I, why am I singling him out? We, we are not singling anyone out. He has singled himself out by causing such a scandal and such confusion among Catholics who believe that it is okay to present yourself to Holy Communion when you take a stance where, that reveals that you are no longer in the state of grace. And this comes down to what the catechism teaches, right? We might ask the question, is the Holy Eucharist, is receiving Holy Communion always beneficial for all Catholics? And we might think, well, we, receive, we believe in the Eucharist, and we believe it's Jesus, so clearly it must be beneficial. And the answer is, it depends. It depends on the soul. And let's read here catechism number 1385. And St. Paul urges us to examine our conscience. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a man examine himself, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment upon himself. End quote. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 27, 29. And so the catechism continues. Anyone conscious of a grave sin must receive the sacrament of reconciliation before coming to communion. So what St. Paul is saying, that for a soul that is not in the state of grace, receiving Holy Communion would actually be harmful. It actually becomes poisonous for the soul. When a soul is in a state of grace, it is extremely beneficial. But for a soul that is not in the state of grace, receiving Holy Communion is extremely harmful. It becomes poisonous. We call this a sacrilegious communion. This is why the loving thing to do is to say, you are not eligible. I love you so much. And because I love you, I don't want you to harm yourself. And so the loving thing to do is not allowing you to receive Holy Communion because you are not eligible to receive Holy Communion at this moment. But it's not because I don't want you to. It's, it's simple, right? We just need to repent, to recant our stance, go to the sacrament of reconciliation, and once again, we'd be restored to the life of God. It would be like, think about if one day one of our children said, Dad, um, I want to hydrate with bleach. And we said, oh no, son, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't know why you think that's a good thing. You know, bleach is a really good thing on uh, soiled clothes, but it's extremely harmful for our digestive system. So I cannot allow you to hydrate with bleach. And if our son, if our child was just adamant and adamant and calling us a big meanie and saying, I can't believe you're not allowing me to do this. You know, would it be... Would I be a loving father if I said, actually, okay, I'm going to allow you to do what you want to do, even if it was extremely harmful? No. It's about loving the person. And the loving, the loving position is not allowing people to harm themselves. Now, if we the faithful and we of goodwill, if we expect our Catholic politicians to be coherent whenever they present themselves to Holy Communion... So also for us. This is also for us. So everyone, as St. Paul says, nobody is exempt from examining their conscience at every moment, every time they represent themselves to Holy Communion. And to, to ask, am I eligible to receive Holy Communion? Will receiving Holy Communion be beneficial for me? If not, then 
it would be best, we must, we must not present ourselves to Holy Communion. I pray that you would join me in praying and fasting for the ongoing conversion of public sinners. I would, I would ask that you pray and fast for my conversion because I'm in need of conversion. So I'm not singling anyone out. We want to pray and fast for everyone's conversion.